in Pokemon Pearl and Diamond, right? Diamond and Pearl. That felt weird to say backwards. Pearl and Diamond. Sapphire Ooh. and Ruby. Oh, stop it. That makes my skin crawl. Ooh. Moon uh, and Sun. <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast. Your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Smart Diamonds and Reflective Pearls decided to throw an event. We've got a deal on Sinnoh-based hatted Pokemon. A two-for-one sale. Squirtle is so cool, he wears his sunglasses at night. Keep your December warm with an extended family of Community Day Pokemon. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 169. It's November 18th, yet another Thursday evening. So sorry that last week we didn't have an episode, although that's not entirely true. We did have a 0.5 installment. Shout out again to the legendary Fish and DeFi E for putting together a PvP corner segment all the same and literally floating our show last week <laughs> for our weekly cadence. So thank you very, very much. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. How you doing today? I'm I'm alive. How you week. doing lately? <laughs> it's, it's been a, a wild last 10 days. Yeah. 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 Was it an uphill in the snow uh, both ways sort of week? A little bit. It wasn't that bad, but it was okay. It it could have been a lot better. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad that you and I have uh, the the oasis of being able to just yell about Pokemon Go for the next two hours together. <laughs> uh, that's a good time as always. But before we get started here for real, shout out to a, a large number of patrons of ours. Estevan, Scott, Lee, Gerben, or Gerben, I'm sorry if I got that wrong, JT, Panika the Ditto, and shout out to Tyler and Lori who increased their pledges. Thank you so very, very much for your increased support or your support in the first place. We're excited to get to know all of you in the patron discord. All right. That being said, we're going to be talking a lot about Pokemon Go this uh, this episode. It could be a little bit longer. There's a lot of news to cover. Some of it's a little bit old. Some of it's a little bit new. And some of it is half old, half new. <laughs> We're really covering the gamut of uh, of freshness of these news topics this week. But before we get started with that, because I, I think it's important that we don't forget these. We did set some goals two weeks ago. <laughs> so uh, hopefully, Kyle, we've accomplished them. But you wanted to catch one shiny. I did do that, but not until after our planned recording time. OK, last week. Does that count? I still think it counts because we didn't set new goals. No, and it also was a full odds shiny, technically. It wasn't one from Safari Zone. It wasn't so. Teddy Ursa, you're saying? No, it was not Teddy Ursa <laughs> yeah. or any of the Safari Zone spawns. I'm saying you did it because this goal was set. You didn't know we were going to have two weeks. This, Yes, okay. Okay. Enough. 15 grunts? Yes. 500,000 experience? I did 1.5 million. Wow yeah good job okay yeah. that's a three out of three for you kyle thanks good job uh for me i wanted to catch two shiny i blew that out of the water the week of and the week after 
uh hoopa research finished that one million experience i got 1.5 500,000 stardust i got a million 25 kilometers i didn't finish it that week this week's looking a lot better 30 eggs i think i hatched 51 last week something like that and then <sighs> gifts <laughs> i think out of the entire friendship event which feels so long ago now but literally it's what we were talking about last time i I think I only missed two days of not hitting the gifts uh, at the at the mint. Pretty good. Pretty it's pretty good. good, but it's not what my goal was. So out of respect for those dedicated gifters out there, I will not give myself credit. So one, two, three, four, five out of seven. All right, Kyle, I'll mail the belt over. This shipping is getting to be a bit much. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll set some new goals at the end of the show. But without further ado, why don't we hop right into the news? Hey, what's going on? It's the news. And this week, we're going to be covering several different topics. Uh, the first one is, let's just take this. We would have talked about this last week, but the St. Louis Safari Zone did happen uh, two weeks ago. Or was it this? I don't know. Oh, it's this weekend. It's this weekend. And they had like a nice little blog, you know, summary article about it and stuff like that. And uh, they had some fun figures in it, like we talked about the last two. So here's a little excerpt. Thank you for joining us this past weekend for the Safari Zone event in St. Louis, Missouri. Tens of thousands of trainers from all over the world took part in the fun, collectively walking over 218,000 kilometers and catching over 3 million Pokemon during the event. And they have a nice little recap of the event as well. And if you uh, and if you are familiar with uh, It's Super Effective, uh, the Pokemon podcast, all three of the hosts are actually featured on that video summary as well, saying some nice things about Pokemon Go. And live events. It's it's quite it's quite fun. Quite fun. I'd recommend going and taking a look at that. But Kyle, you and I also participated in the Safari Zone, and I'd love to get your take on how this one was, especially in comparison to the other two. Kind of like what we did for the second one. I don't really have any strong thoughts one way or another. I played this one alone as well, and it was also pretty cold outside here. We're approaching the 30s every day. Just, it's too cold already. But the spawns were fine. I had terrible shiny luck. Absolutely awful. And and that's kind of about it. Yeah. Well, what shinies did you get? Oh, I mean, the... the Teddy or I so. got another shiny throw. Okay. Because that's just my life is a shiny <laughs> throw at any, every event now yep um i got a shiny oddish shiny oddish is great yeah that's that was my first shiny oddish so that was that cool cool and then i got the the free teddy ursa and not related to the safari zone but it was on the same day i got a shiny shadow nidoran so that's, that's right. my I, first that's my first ever shadow shiny so i forgot about that that's yeah. really hype that's the, i think the most hype thing you've caught since we last spoke oh yeah that's awesome Definitely. uh cool i played pretty much uh, i want to say about half the time i had stuff going on that day family stuff um but i did manage to oh prior to the event i caught a, a darmaka and a cobalion um that was great uh besides the free teddy ursa for the safari zone i caught an additional Two other Teddy Ursas, an Onish, a Jigglypuff as well. And then today, separately, I caught a Spearow just to shout it out. Very excited about that. But yes, yeah, shiny rates were pretty. I don't know. When I looked at it after the fact, I was like, oh, this is actually very similar to the other Safari Zone events. And I'm sure the rate is 
identical across the board. It's got to be. This is the third time or second time, rather, they've trotted out this event, right? So I can't imagine anything's really changed. But I thought yeah. spawn density was fine. I thought spawns were just as exciting as the other events. I really also have no big yay or nay swings of opinion for this event. It, it, it was what it was. And I hope we don't have to do it again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm done with these spawn pools, please. Yes, they're not interesting enough at all. They were fun because they were kind of like a time capsule to a year earlier of what was kind of exciting. Uh, they're not anymore. <laughs> yeah, and they, they honestly they weren't even that exciting last year either. They it were kind just, of, kind of. No, the the regional was the most exciting part for all of these events, in my opinion, even when they were new. Would agree, but we got our our full two years in a row. So let's not yeah. waste any more time on this event. Everybody knows how the Safari Zones went. The only thing I'd say is go watch that recap video. It's very fun. Okay, so let's get on to this half old, half new news now. See, we're moving chronologically. It's a uh, like organization. Br- a Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl release event. Trainers Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl will be released on Nintendo Switch on November 19th, 2021. Uh, that's actually tomorrow for us. It's actually, I think, only in a few hours for many people here uh, for the midnight release. Experience the Sinnoh region in an adventure reborn with Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl. In celebration of the release of these games on Nintendo Switch, Pokemon originally discovered in the Sinnoh region will be appearing more often in Pokemon Go. Turtwig, Chimchar, and Piplup wearing special Sinnoh-inspired hats will be appearing in the wild. And Avatar items inspired by those same first partner Pokemon will be available in the shop as well. So when is this event running? Well, it already started this past Tuesday, November 16th, and it's going to be ending this Sunday, November 21st. It's quite possible that by the time you listen to this, the event will either be ending or over. So consider this a... A healthy retrospect (laughs) from the past. (laughs) Right, exactly. Uh, Bonuses for this event throughout were half incubator distance and one third super incubator distance. It's been fantastic. And we'll tell you why in a little bit here. Costumed Pokemon that were appearing. You can see. So the the two main protagonists that you can play, there's a male and a female character uh, in Pokemon Pearl and Diamond, right? Diamond and Pearl. That felt weird to say backwards. Pearl and Diamond. Sapphire and Ruby. Oh, stop it. That makes my skin crawl. Moon Uh, and Sun. (laughs) Blue and Red. No, (laughs) I think think Moon and Sun is the worst one. Yeah, Moon and Sun, I think, might be the... uh, Although Y y and X is pretty bad, too. Y and and X is just... uh, I think that's illegal. Don't say that anymore. (laughs) Um, But each of these characters have iconic hats. Uh, The the male character is Lucas, and the female character is Dawn. And I actually kind of really like this. This is pretty neat. But uh, Turtwig, Chimchar, and Piplup had two forms of hats. They had one with each of the two hats. They were spawning at different times and in different ways. So those six, technically, Pokemon were released with this event. There was also a collection challenge in celebration of these costume Pokemon making their debut. A collection challenge will be available that requires you to catch them all. Complete the challenge to earn 1,000 experience, 3,000 Stardust, and an encounter with Frostlass, who is oh so close to the catch screen camera. Like, right in your face. Not quite Ursa Ring, who just, like, fades from black. He's like, hey, gonna finish that sandwich? Frostlass is a little bit further away. Uh, new avatar items, stickers, and bundles. Chimchar, Piplup, and Turtwig onesies, which look awesome. They did a really good job, especially with the Piplup one. It's got a little cape. It's very cute. 
A full set of Sinnoh-themed avatar items are available for everyone at no cost. There are female and male uh, pieces of clothing, I believe, to emulate Lucas and Dawn's outfits. That's always great. There was a one-time event box, or is, that this event is still alive when you're hearing this, for 20 Pokeballs and one Sinnoh stone. And also a great box. I think this was, what, 300 or 400 coins, something like that. Three super incubators, two regular incubators, and one lure module. There are two parts of this event. It's bisected in half. Part one was November 16th through the 18th. And part two is running from today, November 18th, through this Sunday, the 21st. Part one has concluded, so I'm not going to waste your time with details about that. Just kind of imagine it's similar to what we're going to be talking about with part two right here, except just like a little different. <laughs> so wild encounters currently include for part two of this event, Pinsir, Mischievous, Houndour, Bagon, Sandy Burmy, Starters wearing Dawn's hat, which is the cute little beanie, and more. There's a lot of not exciting spawns too, but those are the ones. Raids. Tier 1's got Shield on, uh, Drifloon, Bronzor, and Gibble. I almost did a Gibble today, and I stopped myself, because I'm like, oh, didn't we have a community day? That's yeah, right. Wait, I don't I don't <laughs> actually need that anymore. Old habits die hard, my friend. Tier 3, Salamence, Lopani, Drapion, Toxicroak, and Gallade. Tier 5 is going to be Cresselia, and Mega Raids feature Mega Lopani. This is all happening right now. Eggs. If, if you're listening to this or you're, you're watching this on the live stream right now and you haven't been hatching your seven kilometer eggs, you got to do it because it's got Badoo, Bonsley, Happiny, Riolu, and Mime Jr. Mime Jr. was regionally locked in eggs, but this event brings it global and all of these can be shiny. Why, plus, why are you calling me out like that, Chris? Plus, Kyle, there is a incubator uh, bonus right now. So hatch those eggs. Super incubators, 2.3 kilometers just to walk for a 7K. You got it. I believe in you. I don't have any incubators. Then uh, buy some. I don't have any poker coins. Then buy some. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. I don't have any money. <laughs> I have hatched multiple Mime Juniors. If you really run through this event and you haven't gotten one, I can always trade one to you. Well, we'll see if I, I spend any money in the next couple of days. I don't think I'm going to, but... We'll see. we'll see. We'll see. And then lastly, field research tasks will have starters with Lucas hats. That's the other hats that you're going to need. Plant and trash Burmy, Larvitar, and Cranidos. So here's the trick with this event, besides the basic stuff that you just heard me say. The whole collection challenge with the hats. In the first half, the starters wearing Lucas's hats were in the wild, and the ones with the Dawn's hats had the tasks, were in the tasks. And now it's reverse. So if you're still struggling to finish that collection challenge that's what you got to do go for tasks for the lucas hats and then go for the wild encounters pop on an incense they're very common right now uh for the dawn hats and they yes they all can be shiny and no none of them can evolve at all so sorry but that's that event kyle have you been uh enjoying this event at all any love for Sinnoh? did you look at like the avatar items or anything no i mean yeah when when they were posted online i looked i don't I don't care, really. This is, is okay. very boring for me, personally. My uh, Let me reframe my question. Despite how you might feel about the usefulness of these items, how do you feel the quality of them were? I like getting clothes from the main protagonist. That's pretty awesome overall. I just like the fact that they look pretty good in our avatars. Yeah, I, it's, they're, they're good <laughs> options. I just don't care. That's all. Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Um, I've been loving it. Sinnoh is a great region, uh, and I thought the hats were kind of cute. I'm bummed I can't evolve, though. That's just 
not great in my opinion but anyway yeah all right let's move on here to a far more exciting piece of news a brand new collaboration event with ed sheeran didn't see that one coming did you none of us did. no no one uh, no you could have given me a hundred guesses <laughs> and i probably still would not have landed on that <laughs> i'm excited to talk about this with you because i i know you know nothing about ed sheeran's music <laughs> whatsoever no all right then you're gonna love this copy they have trainers we might have some bad habits but listening to ed sheeran songs isn't one of them they're just so perfect they give us shivers but enough thinking out loud we're excited to announce that for the first times ever we'll be collaborating with the grammy winning singer songwriter ed sheeran what a long walk for a bad pun several times <laughs> when is this event happening it's happening monday november 22nd at 11 a.m pst to tuesday november 30th at 1 p.m pst uh, and throughout that time period a special Ed Sheeran performance will be available through the Pokemon Go app in the in-game news section. This performance will feature songs from Equal or Equals. Oh, man, someone's got to help me out here. It's the Equal Sign. I don't know if it's supposed to be Equal, Equals, Equal Sign. Like I don't. It, it's probably got to be Equals with an S. You think so? I, I think so. But Equal know. Sign also could be a name. But Equals also good. No, it doesn't because you wouldn't use an, an equal sign if you were just meant equals. I'm just going to say e I'm going to say equals. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ed's new album and more songs include Perfect, Bad Habits, Overpass Graffiti, Thinking Out Loud, First Times and Shivers. Now, Kyle, my question for you is of those six, which one of those songs is your favorite? <laughs> I, I don't know any of those songs at all. You have probably heard a couple of these and not known that you've heard them. Maybe. But, like, maybe I'll remember after the show to go listen to the beginning of each song to see if I know them. Well, here's the thing. At least one of them, you don't have to go anywhere. You can just open up Pokemon Go because right here in the bonuses, take a snapshot every day for a surprise. That's great. Whatever. I think the snapshot surprise should be Ed Sheeran just crashing your like we won't get a spawn out of it. It'll just be Ed Sheeran in the, in the frame. No, but here, here's the question, though. Yeah. Do they animate him or is it just a cutout? jpeg of his oh head. yeah it, i want it to be poorly cut out too i want their fr to be fragmenting on the sides i want the whole thing i want it to be like they, they stole from like his myspace or something too oh my you know, god like really old photos where he looks oh, awful in middle space. school yeah but here here you go kyle if you've never heard this music before overpass graffiti will be playing every night in pokemon go they don't okay, say well, when but when it turns tonight okay well i have two things to say yeah one that's pretty awesome actually yeah like that's that's actually really cool can we like do this a lot in the future this this that's a really cool idea yep and two i don't play the game with sound on so that does nothing for me yeah i know but if you hang out with me i always make you listen <laughs> at least a little bit you know during during yeah. go fest you're like yeah whatever i'm like no but here you go <laughs> um all right so apparently I, I didn't include this bit but apparently ed sheeran whenever he starts a, a pokemon game he always takes the water starter so based on that information the wild encounters for this event period will include totodile mudkip piplup oshawott froki and squirtle but it's squirtle wearing sunglasses baby oh hey the boy is back what we thought they would never ever 
ever do, Niantic proves once again that they will do that one thing. <laughs> they will go the extra mile into territory. We thought that they wouldn't bother putting effort in. And here we are. Squirtle wearing sunglasses is back. Oh, and it's also in field research tasks for this event. Now, Kyle, please, could you explain to the folks at home why I'm freaking out about this a little bit? Why I'm presenting this as a big deal? I, I mean, first, it's been three and a half years now, right? Yes. My Lord, time is crazy. <laughs> it's Squirtle Squad Squirtle, sort of. Not, not really, but sort of. And Squirtle Squad from the animes is a is a very big fan favorite. If you have never seen it, do yourself a favor and look up some clips on YouTube. They're they're very good. Oh yeah. And when it first came out, it was for Squirtle's Community Day, which was like April of 2018 or something like that. Something crazy. And it was only available from research tasks. And the shiny was fixed. So if you found a research task that gave a shiny squirtle with sunglasses, everybody who spun that stock would get one. So it's uh, it's been unavailable and kind of rare for a very, very long time. Yep. Yeah. So uh, this is a very exciting thing for a lot of people. But if you were the sort of person that were hoarding these for some reason... I guess that value is going down a little bit. Although I think this is very different than like a shiny, you know, the form mm-hmm. is very different. Um, but the most exciting thing about Squirtle wearing sunglasses is that it can become a war turtle wearing sunglasses mm-hmm. and with even more candy and stardust can become a Blastoise wearing sunglasses. You love to see it. Mm-hmm. You really do. Anyway, lastly, new avatar items, stickers and Bundles, an equals sweatshirt you can get when you redeem the code ZA4W9YDAJUST9AY9. So that's good. That's actually different than the code you're going to see on the linked blog post. If you wouldn't mind using this one, that'd be great. They have a couple of codes floating around. I think they're tracking about like where which ones are redeemed. I'm not sure. But anyway. Water type themed stickers by spinning stops, opening gifts and purchasing them in the in-game shop. And there'll be a one time free event box with one lure module, 20 Pokeballs, 10 raspberries and 10 pinout berries. Yahoo. So this is just like a fun little partner event. I think the most exciting thing is the Squirtle wearing sunglasses, but it is a bummer that it comes with uh, our wild encounters just being filled with starters. It's oh, so a little frustrating. If the mudkips are common, I'll take it. But yeah, you know it's going to be the rarest of all of them. Probably. Probably. Or Froakie. Froakie might be. Froakie has been, like, much more common since it was released. Yeah, but in so. this pool, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of Totodile and Piplub. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, tons. Absolutely. So, anyway, there's that. And then lastly, oh, boy, here's... <sighs> we We got... We got... A Sit big, down, put on your dinner uh, <laughs> napkin. Yeah, just, okay, here we, we're just going to dive into it. December Community Day. Trainers, as we say goodbye to 2021, let's take a look back at the community events we shared together. This year's final community event will be held on Saturday, December 18th, and Sunday, December 19th, 2021. 
Throughout the events, Pokemon featured in Community Day events throughout 2021 will be appearing more frequently in the wild, while Pokemon featured in Community Day events throughout 2020 will be hatching from eggs and appearing in raids. This event will be a great time for you to catch Pokemon featured in any Community Day events you may have missed, a.k.a. the annual infamous anti-FOMO event. Bonuses include, oh, I'm sorry, when is this? I already said up, I didn't say the times. Saturday, December 18th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time, and December 19th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time, regular community day hours. Bonuses include, incense activated during the event will last for three hours. Lure modules activated during the event will last for three hours. Half hatch distance when eggs are placed into incubators during the event, two times catch experience, and two times catch stardust. Real good rewards. Real good. Or bonuses, rather. Special bonuses from Friday, December 17th at 1 p.m. local time to Sunday, December 19th at midnight, well, 11.59 technically, there will also be 25% reduced Stardust cost for trades and one extra special trade per day. Big deal. So basically, after you sit down, or sorry, the, the Friday afternoon, you can start planning and trading and stuff like that with friends for clearing up. And then for both of the community days and all the way through the evening of that Sunday, you can do the same, which is really great. But with all these Pokemon, what am I going to do with with all of this storage I don't have, says just me and only me. Stop it, Kyle, to help you prepare for the biggest community day event of the year. The maximum amount that the Pokemon storage and item bag can uh, can be expanded to will be increased. Now, I would argue this is necessary, and Kyle feels the opposite way of me. Uh, Be sure to purchase item bag and Pokemon storage expansions from the shop so you can stock up on Pokeballs and store all the Pokemon you'll catch during December Community Day. We're supposed to keep them? Oh, man. Pokemon storage expansion cap is going from 5,000 to 5,500. Item bag expansion is going from 4,000 to 4,500. So 500 uh, increased to both. This change will go into effect on Thursday, December 16th at 1 p.m. PST. Very excited. It's also worth mentioning that it's going to be increased one time before this as well, because the current cap is only 4,500 Pokemon. Yep. I believe it's being increased. Actually, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's supposed to be soon. Community day, I think. I would. I mean, come on. Why not? I'm pretty sure they said it was or. Oh, uh, Action Jackson in the chat is saying that it already was expanded. He's at five. Oh, geez. We are behind. OK, hang on. Now I have to go spend money. <laughs> yeah, I'm at forty five hundred right now. Oh, no, so I've got uh, I'll do that after the show for everybody's sake. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's that's pretty great. OK. <laughs> all right. You ready for the wild encounters? Ah, uh, sure. Yay. No, really quick. All Pokemon featured in wild encounters throughout the event will be attracted to incense and lures on either day. But specifically, on Saturday in the wild, you'll see more Machop, Roselia, Swabu, Gibble, Snivy, and Fletchling. And on Sunday, you'll see Eevee, Duskull, Shinx, Tepig, and Oshawott. And just as an additional note, Eevee caught during this event will no last resort, which is the move that you want on the evolutions and not Eevee itself. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, bummer city. All right. Eggs, two-kilometer egg pool, shake-up, Charmander, Weedle, Abra, Ghastly, Rhyhorn, Magikarp, Porygon, Elekid, Magby, Dot, Pipple, and Badoo will be hatching from two-kilometer eggs. All of these can be shiny, by the way, because they're community day Pokemon, obviously. And in raids, it's the same list, except 
You get Magmar and Electabuzz instead of Magby and Elekid, and no Badoo, but they didn't give us Roselia in raids. So, sorry, if you like Roselia, that's too bad. <laughs> uh, there's also an entire list of exclusive moves. We will cover that just later on. Special Research Story, December Community Day 2021, will be available for $1 or equivalent pricing tier in your local currency. Uh, it, same deal as other ones, essentially. Timed Research from Saturday, December 18th at 11 a.m. local time to Monday, December 20th at 10 a.m. local time. Timed Research will be available with tasks focused on all the Pokemon that have been featured in community events over the past two years. Don't be like everybody else I've talked to, apparently, who couldn't find Porygon for a year because they didn't catch him during the event. <laughs> don't don't let that happen to you. Um, uh, I don't need Porygon. I need Electabuzz and Magmire. Thank you very well, much. Well, you're in luck. You can raid for them now. I, under happy? absolutely no circumstances, considering I need 15 of each. Uh, th- this is the solution to your problem and you're not going to you're not going to raid for him. Well, first off, there's going to be like, what is that? 11 Pokemon in the raids. Yeah, I probably won't even see enough Magmar and Electabuzz to waste my time. So, sounds like Quitter talk to me. Field research tasks will, uh, you know, some of them will have mega energy for the following Pokemon. Charizard, Beedrill, Gengar, Gyarados and Altaria. And lastly, event bundles course available from friday december 17th at 10 a.m to monday december 20th at 10 a.m pst there will be a special one-time purchase community box available for 1280 poco coins featuring 50 ultra balls six star pieces an elite fast tm and an elite charge tm those are elite tms are good value 30 ultra balls will be available in the shop at no cost gee thanks be sure to pick them up during this time i've done a lot of talking kyle Mm-hmm. but that's the end of the news section now i would say let's talk about december community and our takes on it but the conversation isn't over yet for this topic so i'm actually just going to go ahead and punt it over to you for the gear up section and then we can chat and i think the best part about this part of gear up is even after i'm done with this gear up here we're still not going to be done with december community day <laughs> but we're gonna we'll get back to that <laughs> because on gear up this week i'm going to go over all of the exclusive moves for the december community day what their use is in general and whether it's worth caring about them is a spoiler alert there's probably three on this list that's really worth it but let's get down to it first up charizard with the fast attack Dragon Breath. Woo! It, it has some use in PvP, potentially, but Blast Burn is just better. And Fire Spin is good enough. And also, Dragon Breath does nothing for PvE, so don't, don't worry about it. Save your Charizard if you don't want to use an Elite TM until they let us get Blast Burn again. Next, Beedrill with Drill Run. Drill Run is very good. It is a good move. And it actually makes Beedrill very strong in Great League. Specifically Shadow Beedrill, but I, I still don't like Shadows. That's it. Okay. Anyways. Absolutely useless for PvE, of course. Ground type Beedrill. Also, Beedrill is just kind of bad in PvE unless you Mega Evolve it. 
And people are only mega evolving Beedrill because the energy is free. Let's be honest here. <laughs> Stop it. I mean, true. It's totally true. <laughs> I know. It's it's can't. sad because mega Beedrill's mm, it's great. Design. It's very good. Big stinger. Two other stingers. <laughs> Next up, Alakazam with fast move counter. Counter's awesome. Alakazam with counter. It's, it's not so awesome. Does nothing for PVE. It is better than its other moves for PvP, and that's about all there is to say. Machamp with Payback. Purely PvP move. Has some really good uses, although Cross Chop and Rock Slide are very strong. Not much reason to choose otherwise. This is the community day that I blocked from my mind. Machamp? Yeah. (laughs) That's fair. It was the second one that we had once XL came out. So it was a a big deal for some people. That's right. I did not play enough of it. I should have for that XL candy, but that's okay. Tisk tisk. Next up is Gengar with Shadow Punch. It's good. I mean, it's not good for PVE because Shadow Ball is an absolute monster. But Gengar with Shadow Punch already exists in the game currently, and it's Haunter with Shadow Punch. It's, it's nearly identical. I believe Haunter is a little bit bulkier because it can level up a little more. And Gengar is a little bit squishier, but hits harder. Then we have Gyarados with Aquatail. Aquatail is better than Hydro Pump, at least for PvP. And that's that's kind of about it. I'm pretty sure that in PvE, Hydro Pump will lead to more DPS. But again, losing three quarters of a Hydro Pump when you faint feels real bad, too. Sure does. And so does dodging, so... <laughs> Yeah, I only dodge when I'm trying to solo something just Mm -hmm. because it's easier than having to revive things. Next up, I have a suite of evolutions. I'm not going to talk about any of them because they're all bad. None of them have any use except for one. And I will talk about that in one moment. They're just they're all over the place. I talked about it when it happened. And it's just, what, and then what after doing? too, we we we've revisited this set just, of evolution <laughs> moves like three or four times now. Yeah, fair enough. What were they doing? <laughs> the one worth mentioning is Umbreon with Psychic. It's the only one that has like a possibility of use because the idea of Psychic on an Umbreon is actually scarier than Psychic actually being on an Umbreon. When you when you send in a Machamp against an Umbreon and then it goes for a charge move and you're like, I don't need to shield this. It's not going to do anything. And then they hit you with a Psychic and you die. Yeah. But no one's running Psychic, so it's okay. And that's their, they're trying to play mind games. But last resort foul play is much more common. Shiftry, getting the fast attack Bullet Seed. Bullet Seed is just grass type snarl. Like, <laughs> take your pick, I suppose. But even at that point, I think Snarl is preferred just for the typing difference. Then we have Altaria with Moonblast. Moonblast is just an objectively better Dazzling Gleam for PvP. So if you've got a PvP Altaria waiting, if you have a PvP Swablu waiting, now's a good time to evolve it for Moonblast. The shout out for this, though, too, is that when Altaria Mega evolves, it gains the fairy typing. So that was why they paired the Moonblast with it, if, if anybody was curious. Yes, and it was a dumb decision. 
d- disagree, but, but okay. But it was a cool way of releasing Mega Altaria. <laughs> so much so that we wish that they would do stuff like that more often right? in the future. Oh my gosh, it just makes so much Shop sense. Shop it, dude! <laughs> and Polion with Hydro Cannon. I mean, Hydro Cannon is just busted. It's It's so incredibly strong that it makes anybody who gets it much better. But even still, it's kind of just middle-of-the-road water damage. Pretty similar to Blastoise for Alligator. Swampert is still slightly better. So if you really love your Empoleon, now's your chance. You know what my favorite thing about uh, running into an Empoleon in PvP is, like in GBL? Hmm. Uh, Switching to my Machamp. (laughs) 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 All right, yeah. Fair enough. Next up, we have Luxray with Psychic Fangs. I, I'm, I'm not going to talk about this one again. I don't know what this is. We'll talk to be. about it next week. We got Shinx Community Day this weekend. Yeah, I mean, well, I also I talked about it two weeks ago in like great detail. It's not good. I don't even know what purpose it's supposed to serve. Personally, then there's Roserade with the first double Community Day move with fast. Attack Bullet Seed and Charged Attack Fire Type Weather Ball. Now, Weather Ball is just a monster of a move. It's crazy. And both of these moves are very good for PvP, but Razor Leaf is still the better fast move in terms of grass DPS for raids. Then we have Garchomp with Earth Power. It's just better than Earthquake. Like, objectively, I don't think there's any discussion that can be had. If you weren't able to be around for Gibble Community Day, this is a, a big deal. If you miss Gibble Community Day, having this many Gibbles spawn in the wild too during Community Day, like ours, it's good. Catch up. And now the one that just made me age 84 years when I read it. <laughs> Rhyperior with Rock Wrecker. I looked at this and I was like, what? Do you mean this was in 2020? <laughs> That's because it was in February of 2020. It's still it still feels incorrect to me. It it feels like it was a decade ago. Oh my god. But needless to say, Rock Wrecker is a powerhouse and Rock Wrecker on Rhyperior improves it dramatically. It's pretty much the best rock type attacker in the game. Rampardos is comparable, but Rampardos is the glass cannon, and a lot of people like to not have to dodge or revive their Pokemon every 45 seconds. So I, I wouldn't know as a as a Gengar user. <laughs> Six Gengars. You need to branch out, man. You need to try other things. I have one Giratino on my team so that when the five Gengar die, Giratino can last longer than all five of them combined <laughs> you have an anchor on your team i well yeah i do because he's also better amazing amazing i love it now we have the double up for community days electivire with flamethrower and this one's real simple just no it's bad subjectively bad it doesn't give any coverage that electivire wants it's not helpful it's it's not very effective against ground it just why i get it they were doing it because it's a fire type magmortar and electrotype and electro but no, like I'm not, I, yeah very bad very clearly they're like oh it's clever because they swapped types you know but still still yeah. 
Now, Magmortar gets Thunderbolt. That's a slightly less no, because apparently Thunderbolt has some uses in PvP. But, like, just, what what are you doing? No, I'm just, I, I can't rightly condone it. I mean, Thunderbolt is great because, you know, Magmortar would lose to water, but Thunderbolt is super effective against water. It's just the selective iron flamethrower combo that's still bothering me now. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had to point it out one more time. How far, how much damage are you going to do against a water type by the time you get to your Thunderbolt? Well, if it's a PvP situation, it's about, you know, switching it out at the right time and switching it back in and be like, oh, you just spent two two shields on my, my poison uh, whatever my poison fang for my noodle queen yeah but like the the water type is still gonna basically farm down the mag mortar before you even get to the thunderbolt yeah, unless you ob- have it like saved up obviously that's what i'm saying you have it but like it pre-saved then that's that's somebody else's fault for playing poorly not wrong not wrong <sighs> can we just take a moment to appreciate that uh howling crow in the chat just said 2020 was a whole decade so i think you're right kyle yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure 2021 is still part of 2020, but yeah, I'm not going to believe we're in 2022 until like March of next year. I refuse to believe we have a month and a half left. Oh, God. I'm just going to move on now with the next Pokemon. (laughs) Next, we have Porygon Z with Tri-Attack. Now, Tri-Attack is really good. I don't remember its exact stats, but I remember it was very good when it was announced. Unfortunately, Porygon Z is not very good. It's very, very squishy. And overall, Porygon 2 is just much better. And Tri-Attack is not legacy on Porygon 2 anymore. I believe they added it to its permanent move pool several months after this community day. Mostly to community outrage about it not being available than anything else, I feel. I think it was just a, another case of the GBL community community being like, this is really close to really good. Please. Yeah. Just <laughs> give, it, give it something. Come on. Yeah. Next up, we have Dust Noir with Shadow Ball. We talked about this one to death a couple months ago. It's good. Shadow Ball is never bad on somebody, but it's just not good enough. And that's kind of where Dust Noir exists. We're almost to the end of this list. I promise you, we're almost to Pokepole. <laughs> we're on we're on Y, and there is only CC. So <laughs> <sighs> next we have Superior with Frenzy Plant. Frenzy Plant, like other starter community moves, is very strong. It doesn't really compare to Venusaur in terms of grass type DPS. Venusaur is just overall slightly better. And by slightly, I mean it's it's much bulkier. But it Superior has some great uses in PvP. We got a couple more starters to go here. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm at the edge of my seat, Kyle. Embor with Blast Burn. It's it's, it's positive. Again, it, the community day starter moves are never bad. But, like, Embor is not impressing anybody with Blast Burn right now. And honestly, same with Samurai and Hydro Cannon next. Hydro Cannon is a monster, as I mentioned earlier. But Samurai's not. Swampert is just too good in the same thing. 
although they did add Razor Shell into the game at the same time as that community day. And Samurai and Razor Shell is pretty cool overall. It's just not super useful. And lastly, we have Talonflame with the fast attack Incinerate. I'll be honest, I don't even remember what Incinerate does. I just remember it was a positive. <laughs> it's been a very long time. It's a very strong fire type fast move. Does a lot yep. of base damage. Yep. And it it really improved Talonflame. Talonflame is very strong in Great League. It's like rank 60 or something like that. But XL Talonflame is very strong in Ultra League. I don't even think it hits uh, 2,500 at XL either. I think it maxed out at like 2420 or something like that something like that it's but it's it's so strong it's so tanky i it beats swampert which is wild and i also hate fighting talent flames because you never know if it's a brave bird or a flame charge and then you shield it and it turns out it's a flame charge and you're like ah so Kyle, I've got a 14 15 15 talent flame at max level that is 2479. 2479. All right. All right. So almost exactly. It looks like a 15 15 15 at level 50 is 2493. Ooh, V close. That's it. I think I saw when this was happening when the community day happened that a level 40 talent flame can actually beat a swampert. Which is wild. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Dude, Swampert is just the king. That feels illegal. Yeah, Swampert, Swampert is, is crazy. But I, I'd have to double check that one. I don't remember what like circumstances have to happen. Yeah, look at that. It has a it has a rating of 547, which means it, it wins more than it loses, which is That's crazy nuts. at level 40. That's not so needless to say, we're done with the list. And now I'm going to uh, call out the ones that I think are actually worth mentioning just from my perspective. Number one might surprise some people. Beedrill with drill run. Yeah, it's very good. It's just it is a drastic improvement over regular Beedrill, which is not good at all. Um, well, no, it's, it's don't he's don't. good. He's good in spirit, man. No, no, he's good as a mega to to boost other poison types, I guess. Like, yeah. no, even then, it's not that good. And other bug types. Everybody bring your Genesex. Let's go. But like, no, okay. Anyways, I'm just going to say it anyways, because it's me, but Gengar with Shadow Punch. I, I have like a rank five Gengar with Shadow Punch for Great League that I never use, but I have it. You should use him. <laughs> I've used it a couple of times. I'm just, I'm not one for glass cannon uh, builds in Go. All of my most common builds have been exceptionally tanky which is probably why I don't like Go Battle League in general. <laughs> Every fight takes six minutes. But a couple more to mention. Garchomp with Earth Power, it's just, it speaks for itself. Same for Rhyperior and Rock Wrecker. And the last one I just want to call out, we were just talking about is Talonflame. I'm actually excited to finally catch more Talonflame. I am only like 30 XL away because I basically never see Fletchling from being able to power up my Ultra League Talonflame which I will do eventually one day. Is it perfect? <laughs> um, <gasps> What'd you get? Oh my God. What'd you get? Shiny Togepi. Hey, you just hatched it? I just hatched it. Oh, this is live. Oh my God. That's amazing. I, I checked my thing to, to check my 
Talonflame, and it popped up. I'm like, that doesn't look right. What's happening here? While, while we're bragging, what I did forget to brag about at the beginning of the show is that I hatched a 100% Axu uh, since that's, the last time we recorded. Right. And my third 100% Charizard. But uh, I don't know. Shiny Togepi is too good. That's too good. that's pretty good. I need to hang on, though. I have to see if I can find my Talonflame. Okay. Um, I'm going to point out as well, Gyarados with Aqua Tail is really quite good. Uh, mm-hmm. I run into a lot of Gyarados in PvP GBL but when I actually when I play and Aqua Tail is the bane of me because it it just charges really really fast. So I have a pretty great great league talent flame but my possible ones for ultra league are not amazing. It's like 14 it's like 13 or 14 15 14. Okay. Okay. So it's okay. It's not bad. It's really not bad. It fits the mold. The problem with it was like normally you can get away with like a 75%, you know, whatever of perfect IVs, but everybody had the same community day. So everybody had a 96% plus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't believe that that shiny there. That's, that's crazy. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it doesn't have a flower crown. So you're good to go. <laughs> oh, I didn't check the IVs. Oh no. Hang on. Okay. All right. We're, We're going to move out of the poke pole though. We are going to we gotta move on on the Poke Bowl. You're done, right? I am done. All right, cool. So Kyle and I are done with December Community Day talk. But again, like Kyle said, there'll be more of it in the future part of this episode. We'll get there in just a moment. But since this episode is running so long already, I'm looking. Our raw recorded time is 52 <laughs> minutes and some change. We are going to be skipping Poke Lore this week. And glad this actually turned out the way I thought it was going to. And we're going to move right into Poke Poll. So last week's Poke Poll question was... Did you have any goals for yourself this year in Pokemon Go? What were they and how are they going? First one's from Venusy, and they said, was able to find my old post on this one. XP goal was level 44. I'm partway through 45. Don't think I'll make 46 before year end without some XP events. I mean, I'd say that's a succeeded goal right there. <laughs> goal was all platinum type medals plus rocket grunt medal plus 900 out of 1,000 for purifier purifier leaving the rest for 45 hit all of those and purifier for the level 45 tasks as well nice attend the liverpool safari zone if it was safe to do so and i did that purging storage is a never-ending battle and only got worse after pokegini started checking little cup ivies as well yeah no kidding Still need to go through and tag stuff for Shanks Community Day and get rid of stuff where I don't need the bonus XL before then. I'm at 4230 out of 4500 right now. Well, you can go buy 500 more storage right now. I told you that <laughs> that it's not just me that struggles with this. <laughs> I didn't say it was just you, but I, okay. I my statement stands for everybody. All right. All right. Uh, next goal was... Uh, to catch a hair across, and that was successful. And last was evolve Noibat, which definitely happened. So five out of six, not too bad. I mean, look, storage is a never-ending battle, and the fact that you're not playing with ten storage space is basically a win from a lot of people's perspective. Very true. Very true. Um, I like to get to r- below four thousand right now. Uh, now it'll be under forty-five hundred. Uh, so I always have 500 working space. So you're pretty much there as well. I think one good clearing session and you'd be pretty much there. You know, it's hard. It's hard. 
Uh, the next response is from Zizzy B. My goal this year was to get more organized. It was one thing to be casually going up in level willy nilly, but with the addition of level requirements and platinum medals, I have had to be more focused. I made a template that I like for goals and for each month, easier than each week for me, in a little notebook that I take with me on outings. I call it my Pokemon Goals notebook. <laughs> love it. I love it. It's great. We're, it's we're all good. about we're all about goofy names here, honestly. <laughs> Next one's from Clifton B, and they said, one of my goals this year was to get to at least level 47. I didn't think hitting 50 was going to be possible in one year. I'm level 48, so I got that one done. Nice. The other big goal I had was to figure out a project to work on once I hit 50. Once I hit level 40, I kind of lost a lot of motivation to play regularly. I don't want that to happen when I hit 50. The thing that I'm leaning towards is just maxing and making a lot of my favorites into best buddies. It's something I can consistently work on even when I want to take a break. When I want to be more active, I'll just shiny hunt and raid if I'm interested. I wouldn't call the second goal complete yet. And if anyone has ideas, I'd love to hear them. Setting extra long-term goals is always really good for keeping your play focused if that's what you need to still be able to have fun with the game. Kyle and I are big proponents of goal setting. Obviously, it's a caveat for this show. I mean, it's kind of a meme that we are like, oh my God, we got to set goals, right? But it is something that we both think is important. We've had discussions about it. But I think more importantly than setting goals each week is that like I'm setting them with Kyle. And that we're like holding each other accountable to a degree so we can rid each other for our failures and celebrate our wins. I think if you can find a friend to set some goals with, um, you know, have your have the one person that you meet up with or, you know, connect with once a week or once a month or whatever to talk about progress and stuff like that. Like a little bit of competitiveness and camaraderie goes a long way, I think. Absolutely. At least at least for me, that is definitely the case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This next one is from Tinked. Hey, quick request. Uh, poll on people's favorite main games, e.g. minus platinum, but only as it's my first one. I would love to know whether people really enjoyed playing. All right. I mean, hey, that would not be a bad one. We might do that in the future. Uh, my goals this year were win a match in a self tourney and do better than level 20 in GBL missions achieved. But when I started in 2016, my goals were to be level 40 and complete the Kanto decks that mattered the most to me. Kanto. P.S. Can't believe no new episode next week. <laughs> what will I listen to on the way to work? Great show as always, folks. Best regards. Tanked. Well, sorry. Hopefully you enjoyed the PvP corner with like, you know, two minutes of me talking before it. <laughs> but thank you for the response and a good suggestion for the Pokepole. We might dip into that. Uh, we have one that's this week already, but uh, we'd like to do some fun ones towards the end of the year. So that would be a good one. Next response is from 907 Charizard. And they said, my three goals were hit level 50, check. Go to in-person GoFest. Didn't happen, thanks to worldwide pandemic. Duh. And catch Kecleon. Still waiting on that one. One of three isn't so bad. Okay. Hey, that's my mentality right there. <laughs> but but two and three weren't even your fault. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they were still goals. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel too bad. You did what you could, you know, <laughs> level 50. That's incredible. I'm going to, it's going to take me another two years. It's going to take Kyle. He's going to quit before he hits level 50. There's almost, there's almost no question that unless <laughs> something has changed, there's no way I hit level 50. Absolutely not. No. Ever. 
This next one is from Sean. Hey, Chris and Kyle. Sean here. I have a few goals to hit by the end of the year. First is to reach level 37. I came back to the game late July, early August at level 19. I'm sitting at 35 now and about 45% through. Second is to reach ace in GBL. I'm at rank 20, but it seems I've hit a wall. I hit the same wall at 20. Third is I want to reach 500,000 Stardust. I'm currently at 433,000. You can do it. The trick is to not spend any and don't let Kyle pressure you into doing it. Last is I want to break my record in walking and hatching eggs in a single week. I'd like to walk 80 kilometers and hatch 90 plus eggs. I'm getting close. If you're walking that much and hatching that many eggs, you're making tons of stardust. You should be okay. Yeah, 90 eggs in a week. That's a lot of stardust just by itself. As a fellow egg hatcher or fellow egg enthusiast, that's incredible. Good for you. Wow. I just I can't. What the I'm, the volume of eggs? Yeah. Oh, you know, hey, it's just I'm not, not your I'm thing. Not opposed to egg hatching. Sometimes, depending <laughs> on the eggs and uh, the hatching of them. <laughs> yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Next one comes in the form of an email from C Bay. They said, "Hello, Kyle and Chris. Chris and Kyle. C Bay here. Hopefully, this isn't too late. My goal for the year was to reach level fifty by October twenty twenty one." This goal was set in November of 2020, I think. After looking at the tasks and XP needed at the time, I knew I could easily reach level 50 by October. I'm here to say I came up short, sadly. I did, however, make it to level 49 and only shine 9 million experience currently. So looking forward, my new goal is to reach level 50 by February 2022. Also had a secondary goal to take my 96 Shadow Machamp Bruiser to level 50. And I did manage to complete that just a few weeks ago. Also, Kyle, the 50 leaders and 100 grunts is much easier than having to wait on the RNG of 50 lucky trades. I managed to do the 50 leaders without paying for a radar and anywhere from a tenth to a quarter of the time it took me to do to get 50 lucky trades to move on to the next level. You can do it, buddy. We all believe in you. Keep up the <laughs> awesome work and XP vibes all. Don't lump me in with the general public, Seabay. I, I don't think you can do it. Uh, I will do it one day. Now, here's the question, though. How did you go about getting your 50 lucky trades? Because when I do mm. get to that point, I, I have somebody I can just sit down and trade with after community days 100 at a time for uh like 20 days and we'll we'll get there eventually <laughs> oh it's gonna be awful it is gonna be awful it's just it just doesn't sound enjoyable at all <laughs> the thing i'm doing right now is just like when i remember to because i'm awful at gifting uh is keep the people that i have as lucky friends they're like hey you want to do a lucky trade i'm like actually no we're gonna i have so few lucky friends and like None of them are people near me, so it's not going to help at all. My goal is that I'm going to be at a live event by the time I actually have to worry about this because I have so many people from like the UK and Australia that I'm lucky friends with that like, uh, man, man. Oh, man. This next one is from Garen. I believe this is our last response. It is a last response for this. uh, Well, last week's Pokeball two weeks ago, whatever the old one. This one's from Garen. I started playing Go again on New Year's Day after putting the game down many years ago. The summer of 16 rush when the game came out was an opportunity to take my 10 month old on many walks and catch Pokemon together. This started his Pokemon journey at a young age that took him to the show, the cards, the toys, the games, the Lego mega constructs, 
thumbs down. I agree, by the way. And his love for Pokemon hasn't stopped. So on New Year's Day, I set a goal for him and I to play the game together and bond through through the adventure. Fast forward 11 months, and my now six-year-old and I are so immersed into the game, it drives my wife nuts. (laughs) Love it. My nine-year-old loves it, my three-year-old too, but the jury is still out on two-month-old. Stay tuned. (laughs) The goal, bond through the game. How's it going? Incredible. It's more than just playing on a phone. It's turned into drawing Pokemon together, learning math with the TCG game, reading Pokemon books, spelling quizzes, using Pokemon names. It's almost the only thing this kid thinks about so much so that now he wants to create a YouTube channel where him and I play Pokemon together. He wants to call it Pokedad. Who am I to say no to his dreams? My question with this is YouTube the best platform to start something like this or would Twitch be a better platform? We would play Go, create an account for him and record his journey from the beginning, play the TCG, Switch games, etc. Any feedback on how to start this would be great. Thank you, Garen. Ooh, that's a great question. But also, like, what a lovely thing you have going on. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's so heartwarming and wholesome. I love it. But the logistical question of whether to use YouTube or Twitch for this, it kind of really depends on what sort of format you want. Uh, Twitch is, you can do live content on either, but if we're going to generalize these, Twitch is live content and YouTube is prepared edited video content. And when it comes to working with younger, um, younger people, I think if, in my opinion, I would probably lean towards the edited video, uh, thing, um, so that you have complete control on what is and isn't shared within your control. That being (laughs) said, if that isn't like a big concern, your kid is old enough and very wise and, and internet safety savvy. Live streaming could be a great option. It requires less backend work, i.e. none, uh, but requires more preparation, I think. Kyle, what do you think? I think Chris summed it up pretty good. Just my suggestion would probably be YouTube. There's less pressure to do well necessarily or anything successful the first time around because YouTube's not live technically and Twitch is. So whenever you make a mistake, it's just there. Whereas YouTube, you can kind of decide what you want, like Chris said, to be presented. That being said, if you want any help setting something up or whatever the case might be, hit us up. I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Cool. But thank you for the response, Garen. Appreciate it. And good luck. That sounds like a lot of fun. So this week's poll is, how do you feel about the retrospective December community days? Should they stay the same or should Niantic do something different? Chris, why don't you go first? Okay, just a little bit of context for anybody that's new that just started listening. This is their first December community day. They've done this for since communities have been the thing in December. This kind of like a oh look at the year behind us sort of thing, and all the Pokemon are available and exclusive moves, raids, the wild eggs, all that sort of stuff. I think, like I mentioned earlier in the show, it's great. It is the annual anti FOMO event, but I'm a little tired of it now because it's predictable. I hate to say it. <laughs> now, that is to say, I don't think there's anything wrong with them. I just want something new because we've done this for so many years in a row. But that doesn't mean I think that they should change necessarily. I'm just bored of them personally. I agree. But it's very hard to give a reasonable take on this, I think, from our perspective, because we hit every single community day. We hit every single event. We don't miss out on anything and go throughout the year. It's just the nature of us doing the show and playing the game. And I know a lot of people 
who listen, who are part of our Discord, are in the same way. So whereas December Community Day, for somebody who plays very casually, is probably an exciting time. This is like a, why are we wasting our time? I already caught 2,000 of these Pokemon kind of thing. But I think the biggest thing for me is since 2019, when they've had to recap two community days each time, putting stuff in eggs and stuff in raids is it doesn't qualify for the day. I, I think it's an overall negative. And it would be even more interesting if they made December like community month and they split all 22 spawns amongst four weekends so anybody who wants specific spawns can actually just play for them instead of if you want something from 2020 right now you are basically sol so if they split the 22 pokemon up into four four weekends that would be you know five and a half right so let's just say let's just make it a round number let's say they had six on each weekend because they Mm -hmm. repeated eevee or something because everybody wants to catch more right yeah And if they just added that to the regular spawn pool through the week and then every weekend there were bonuses that were live at different times and then those Pokemon were only spawning every weekend, that would be great because it would give people the chance that because, okay, more more often than not, if you missed a community day, it's because you just miss community days in general. Otherwise, you kind of chose to miss it like Kyle did for Eevee number two, right? Yeah. So I feel like it doesn't really solve those people's problems when you still like the, the the people that this is supposed to serve. I think it misses a, a good portion of those people by choosing to have these things still happen on the weekends during yep. community day hours, too. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing it's missing is player agency. We talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Giving players the ability to play the game as they want to or are able to. And especially with something that's supposed to be a catch all event. I think it. I think it's missing a little bit of something in that regard. Mm-hmm. Now it functions perfectly serviceably as it is right now. It works. I just think it could be better. I would even say it's fun. I'm just bored. Yeah, I mean, it's fun for some people. I probably won't even care too much about this at all, and will only play because we may do something, you know, social wise tied with it. <laughs> what friends please <laughs> yeah no uh i mean i'm gonna play it just because it's a pokemon go event and unless i have something else going on i always play as much as possible i don't know but, maybe i should buy the community day ticket or or get it for free it all depends and just not complete it again this year uh, okay ha- have another one in my stack hey i mean you know what it did it created a fun chase for the rest of the year for you <laughs> Because no, it was very frustrating. Cool. The Porygon. <laughs> I thought the Porygon was going to be the wall, but it's not. I have seen zero Electabuzz and Magmar since February. It's because we had a community April. day and they're just not in pools, man. I, I'm just, how have we had three seasons, four seasons, and not one of them have shown us? Oh my God. It's killing me here. All right. So this is just another lesson uh, from Chris. Take this page out of my book. When you get the research, do it within the time frame of the event that it was meant to be completed in. Otherwise, you'll end up like Oscar the Kyle over here. Yeah. Don't do that. Just don't get the, the community one for December. No. Yeah. Or, or do. No, no. That's not what I'm saying. No, I'm saying get the research, but get it done. <laughs> no, no, don't. Don't. Because it makes you have to catch every single Pokemon. And what if, like, you don't care about all of the <laughs> Weedle spawning? Okay. First of all, 
show me somebody who doesn't care about Weedle spawning, and I'll show you somebody who has bad taste. Yes, thank you for raising your hand, Kyle. I see you. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're getting carried away. But if you, dear listener, have an answer to this question, which again was, how do you feel about the retrospective com- uh, December community days, and should they stay the same, or should Niantic do something different? You can give us an answer via various means. Uh, first of all, you can send us uh, – oh, you can respond to the question when it's posted on social media. And by that, I just mean Twitter. We have a Facebook page in other places. I just don't post there anymore because Facebook is <sighs> – I don't like it. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, you can also answer the question if you're a patron of ours via Patreon. More about that at the end of the show in the Pokepole channel. You can also leave us a voicemail with your answer by calling 262-586-7717. Or you can leave us a email uh, the old-fashioned way to mail at gocastpodcast.com. But before we get to any, uh, you know, communications of any kind, we're going to pass it on over to Fish and DeFi-E, who this week are going to be covering in their segment PvP Corner uh, the December Community Day Pokemon. They also talked a bit about Brawler Cup. Um, But I want to say the December CD Pokemon, they're going to be talking about it from a PvP-specific perspective. So while Kyle did give a little bit of information, these people actually know what they're talking about. No offense, Kyle. (laughs) That's okay. I don't know anything. (laughs) No, I think think you're in the right saying that Beedrill with Drill Run is very good in Great League. But I'm hoping that they can eliminate... Oh, I'm hoping that they can illuminate us a little bit brighter. <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, over to the two of you. Hi, I'm Fish on a Hater. And I'm DeFi 250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that has its own community day. DeFi, what is happening in PvP? Well, we are currently still in Kanto Cup, and we are there until next week when we go with all three leagues, Great Open and Master League, before the end of the season. How's Kanto Cup going for you, or are you dabbling in the other leagues? Surprise, surprise, I am just sticking with Kanto Cup, and it's funny because I have noticed a big issue that I have, which is I will find a good team, one that has been going really, really well one that's fun to play, etc. And then either I'll find one little weakness in it or I'll have a couple of bad sets in a row or I'll just get bored of it <laughs> and I will start messing around and trying to experiment with other teams and my, you know, the floodgates open again <laughs> and uh, the losses start piling up once again. So I think I have found another good team to run um running dragonair lapras and mew that's been going well for me i'm gonna try and stick with that for as long as i can and not get bored of that one cool i'm running the same team uh, that i have been running which is lickitung pidgeot and lapras it's still going okay i've got like a 50 percent win rate so i'm Right around between 2,500, 2,600 ELO. Not really going anywhere, but I'm I'm not doing terribly either. (laughs) So I'm not super sold on changing it. The things that have been keeping me from getting wins are counter users in the lead, like I'm a champ or a primate in the lead, or just an electric user in the back. Those are the two big things that this team struggles with, and I'm starting to see more and more of those. Yeah, that makes total sense. All right. Go Battle Day. Go Battle Day will have occurred by the time you hear this. It is on November 20th, and we'll have the options of Kanto Cup, 
Master League, Master League Premier Classic. I'm probably going to go with Canto Cup. How many battles are you planning on doing that day, Fish? All of them. All of them? You're yeah. going to hit all 100? Uh, yeah, I actually don't have anything else planned for that day. So, yeah, I'm I'm all good to go. All 100 battles. Let's do it. Very exciting. Are you going to stream it at all? Yep. Head to Pallet Town PvP. It is going to start at 11 a.m. Saturday the 20th Central Australian time. All right. Well, I'm sure we're going to see clips of it on your TikTok. I'm sure we're going to see <laughs> snippets of it on YouTube as well. I'm sure there will be lots of really great wins as well as some, I'm sure, devastating losses, as is normal with Go Battle League. Let's do a little bit of a self check-in. So, Fish, I made it in. I made it into the self showdown. You, you made it. I did. Yes. And it, it was very cool. It was a really great experience. However, I did... Very, very poorly. <laughs> one of my worst tournaments I've ever done. Um, I was one win and six oh, losses. Oh, no. <laughs> um, it, it hurt. It hurt. Uh, well, okay. To be fair, you're against literally the best 128 battlers in the world. <laughs> I know, and that's what I just have to keep telling myself. I just, I'm having a really hard time with this meta. When I qualified, it was from my performance in the Lunar Cup, which I really felt confident in. And this Brawler Cup has really just kind of turned me on my head. Not really sure which direction is up with this meta. Yeah, I've had that experience in the past, so I know exactly what you mean. Luckily, I haven't had that experience this month. I am doing pretty well, but I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and I know one thing I kind of wanted to briefly touch on was just this feeling of imposter syndrome. Like, oh my gosh, that feeling of I don't deserve to be here. Why am I doing this? And I think it's something that especially women face when we're doing competitions. We tend to think like we get that imposter syndrome, like I don't deserve to be here versus um, typically men will be will think more, oh, I just had a bad day. So I have to keep reminding myself and um, I've had plenty of people remind me I earned my spot just like everybody else did. I deserved to be there. I just had a really rough day of battling. Well, uh I mean, you you know how amazing of a battler I think you are and how amazing many other people think you are. Most other people think you are. The fact that there were 120 people in the world that may or may not be better than you really... Uh, shouldn't get you down because, you know, it means you are better than the other several thousand that have tried their hand at this competition. Right. And I am very, very grateful that I did get a chance to play. Um, And it was a really good experience. The tournament organizers, the refs, everyone was really, really great. So again, very thankful that I got to play. All right. Well, that's a lot about the Sylph Showdown, but there's more tournaments out there. Fish, how's the GoCast podcast Brawler Cup tournament going? Well, at the time of recording... We are almost, almost, almost finished with round three. We have one more battle to go. I am very thankful to say that I have won all three of my rounds so far. I've played against Tinked, Timmer, Rap, and Swartz, and all three of them really pushed me. I want to particularly shout out Timmer, Rap, who that one came down to three battles. It came to within like a fast move uh, in each battle. And like, if I hadn't matched up my Pokemon 
correctly, he would have walked all over me. I am not doing nearly so well. I have lost all three of my battles. So I think I might get the bye on the last round. I'm feeling feeling pretty confident I'll get that win against <laughs> against the bye. But I played Uncle B Stud, who beat me two to one. And then I played Ableso, who also beat me two to one. And then Tanked87 also beat me two to one. So my grit score is intact. <laughs> so to help us learn about team building and cause we wanted to feature one particular team from this tournament and kind of break it down and and talk about what's what's going on there what makes it a good team and so we thought since we've both played tinked 87 in this tournament we would take a look at theirs they are running rainy cast form whiskash shadow beedrill cofagrigus surfetched and melmetal and for me, DeFi, that Melmetal is a really cool pick because it's got a lot of nice coverage against my team. It resists the charm from Wigglytuff. It will really hurt a Vigoroth with superpower. It will also crush a Magnazone, and it'll also crush Dragonite with its Rock Slide. Right, and it's got a little bit of bulk to it. In addition to Kofagrigus, Beedrill, Rainy Cast Form has some bulk too. So... A lot of these Pokemon can also take a punch from the other team, uh, and that kind of balances out well with the Shadow Beedrill and Surfetch, which are much, much, much more glassy Pokemon. Right. Um, Surfetched and Kofagrigus are both very hard-walled by a Wigglytuff, but then the Melmetal can be a good counter to that to balance it out. And also the Beedrill as well is a very, very good counter to Chalmers. Right. So I just see a lot of really good balance. Mm. Um, just... A lot of good balance, very good coverage, and all these Pokemon have really consistent moves. You don't have to rely a ton on baiting. Like Whiskash, you can do a lot of work just with, you know, Mudshot and Mudbomb with the fast moves. Rainy Cast Form, Water Gun, and Weather Ball. So there's this, that spam there and consistency, um, along with Kofagrigus with that has those big powerhouse moves like Shadow Ball. And Double Water is pretty interesting, the Whiskash and Rainy Cast Form combo. Um, having the Shadow Beedrill there as a big old grass killer means you could potentially run ABB there where Shadow Beedrill was in the lead. You, If you lose the lead, you switch into one of your waters, draw out a grass type if they have one, which there aren't too many grass types in this meta, but if your opponent has it, that is an option there. Draw out the grass type and then take that grass type out with the Beedrill to allow the other water Pokemon to sweep in the back. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Otherwise, I think Tink did a really good job of building a well-balanced team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they all, the, all those Pokemon do have nice interplay with each other. All right. So that wraps up our self-check-in. Fish, are you ready to talk about December Community Day? Yeah, let's do it. All right, December Community Day. Chris and Kyle did a great job covering this already, but it is going to run December 18th and 19th, uh, 2021 from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. And there's a lot of really great bonuses like that double catch Stardust plus double catch XP, the half hatch distance, the three hour incense and lures, all those amazing bonuses. Fish, tell me about what are the rules? So like Chris and Kyle said, the Pokemon from 2021 will be available in the wild while the Pokemon from 2020 will be in raids. You can evolve all the Pokemon from 2020 and 2021 to get the Com Day move. So that does mean 
that the evolutions won't get last resort because that was 2019 and also charizard will have dragon breath rather than blast burn with the rest of the pokemon we just thought we'd run you through each of the pokemon that will be available and just talk about what leagues they'll be available in, what their com day move is if you've forgotten, and whether you need to chase some of that XL candy for them or not. All right, and let's start off with Machamp, the king of the fighters. This is a Pokemon that you can actually use in all three leagues. Those are very, very rare to find, Great, Ultra, and Master League. So an absolutely fantastic Pokemon. Its move is Payback. Rosalia, remember that, has a special community day where it has two legacy moves, both Bullet Seed and Weather Ball. It's good in Great League. It's better in Ultra League. But because it has those two moves, Bullet Seed and Weather Ball, you need to be careful. Poison Jab is really good as a fast move, but it's not the legacy one. So you might want to have two Roserades, one with Bullet Seed and one with Poison Jab, depending on the team composition or what you're using it for. I do. Um, I used my Poison Jab Weather Ball Roserade for Luna Cup, and that did very well for me. Next is Swablu, which evolves into Altaria, which is, of course, a beast in Great League. Not around as much lately since. Galarian Stunfist became a thing because with Azumarill and Galarian Stunfist being just the two most popular Pokemon around, um, both are very, very big Altaria killers. However, it also has plenty of play in Ultra League. If you want to build a level 50 Altaria with your XL candy and get that Moonblast Com Day move, even though it only goes to like 23-something CP, it's it's got play. It's good. Then we've got Gibble. Garchomp is particularly good for Master League. It can work in, in each of the leagues. In fact, I've said it before, any Pokemon can work if you want it to or if the meta is right for it, but Garchomp's home is Master League. It's just too glassy otherwise. Right. It really, really needs that bulk that Master League provides. Snivy. It can work in the Great League and the Ultra League as well. You've got that Superior with Frenzy Plant. I've seen it more in Great League, but it can be used in the Ultra League if you have XL Candy for it. So this is a great opportunity to do that. Fletchling. Fletchling, we have seen how Talonflame completely changed the meta in Great League and Ultra League. For Ultra League, you are going to want a perfect one that you max all the way out to 50, so that is another one where you're going to want that XL candy. And I am going to be hoping for a darn hundo because I could not find one for the life of me when it first came out. Uh, the Eevees are back, and depending on which evolution you want, they can work in all three leagues. So, of course, the best two, really the, the big two, are your Umbreon and Sylveon. Sylveon is uh, fairly popular in Master League Premier formats and is also quite popular in Ultra League. Umbreon is a staple in Great League, and also, if you excel it, is fantastic for Ultra League. And remember, you're not getting last resort. I can't say this enough. <laughs> so for Umbreon, if you evolve it, you're getting Psychic, not last resort. And Sylveon will be getting Psyshock. 
Duskull is next. Now, Dusk Noir hasn't taken the world by storm, but Dusk Clops is actually quite good for Great League. You don't have to excel it, but it is one of those Pokemon that does better when you do excel it. So if you want to try for XL candy for Duskull, there's your opportunity. As we are recording, it is November 18th, so we actually haven't even had Shinx Community Day yet, but it is going to be getting Psychic Fangs. Luxray is going to be an option for the Great League and the Ultra League, and I'm excited to see uh, some of those out there in Go Battle League after Community Day happens. And I've heard of so many people writing Luxray off as a PvP Pokemon, I am very keen to give it a chance because looking at its stats, it's actually very, very similar to Magnezone in terms of how bulky slash glassy it is, uh, the fact that they both run Spark and Wild Charge, and then the only difference between them being Magnezone's bait move is Mirror Shot, while Luxray's will be Psychic Fang. So I think, it, particularly in Ultra League, I think it will have some showing all right couple more tepig this is kind of another one where embor not really taking the world by storm if you're gonna use it ultra league is probably where it's gonna find its home but again not a huge priority in terms of pvp oshawott is also in this community day and that gives Samurott Hydro Cannon. That one I've seen a little bit more than its counterpart in the Great League and in the Ultra League. Moving on to Raids and Eggs. First, we've got Charmander, which I think Charizard, it, its biggest use is Ultra League. It can work in Great League. And I think I've seen people using it in like Master Premier formats, but uh it will be getting the Dragon Breath, so you'll need multiple Charizards built with different movesets. You might need to Elite TM one of your Charizards to be able to get the Dragon Breath Blast Burn combo. Weedle is fantastic. Well, Beedrill is fantastic with Drill Run in Great League. One Pokemon that you don't necessarily have to build is Abra's Evolution, Alakazam, it can be used in Ultra and Master League. It can be definitely a surprise pick where people don't expect to see those counters flying, but definitely not a PvP priority. Ghastly, on the other hand, viable in all three leagues, Great Ultra and Master. I would say Ultra is where I see it the most, and that Shadow Punch legacy move is definitely necessary on Gengar, and it is a fantastic fantastic Pokemon. Super spammy, very glassy though, so you have to keep that in mind with your team composition. Magikarp evolves into Gyarados. Gyarados can have play in all three leagues. I've seen it most often in Ultra League, but I have heard of it in Master League, and I have seen it run in Great League too, depending on the meta. It is running Aquatail as its community damage move, which is very important because it's got that stab, same type attack bonus damage and pairs very well with Crunch, very low energy moves. The next is Rhyhorn, which, of course, Rhyperior is great for PvE with Rock Wrecker, but it's also got play in Ultra League and Master League, particularly Master League. Porygon, not really that 
much of a PvP Pokemon. I have seen it in Ultra League with that try attack. It hits harder than you would think. So I have mm. seen that around. Same kind of thing, Elekid and Magby that had that joint community day in 2020 for Electabuzz Magmar, Electivire, which those evolve into Electivire and Magmortar, Electivire getting Flamethrower, Magmortar getting Thunderbolt. I would say low priority for Ultra League. I'm using an Electivire in Great League, so it can be used because that wild charge move is really good, but I don't want Flamethrower on my Electivire. I would rather have Ice Punch to be able to punch back at ground types. Flamethrower doesn't help me with that at all. So if you're going to build an Electivire, you don't really want the Community Day move. Dot evolves into Shiftry, and Shiftry is really good in Great League, depending on the meta, and uh, can really make a showing in Ultra League, but you do need XL Candy for the Ultra League version. Piplup evolves into Empoleon, and I have definitely seen that work in all three leagues. Um, probably a master league Empoleon, a master league Empoleon, P- particularly really? Premier Classic. That's where I've uh, heard of it getting play. But yeah, I've, I've uh, heard of a few people picking that one up in Premier Classic, and you know, I think that is a meta that will return. So maybe think about that one. One last thing to mention, Pokemon like Budu, Elekid, and Megby will be hatching from eggs, so just kind of be watching out for them to get that extra candy. Maybe you're looking for a perfect, and you know, there's always that shiny grind. All right, we have one listener message this week. It is from Getsu Fractal from Pallet Town, and they write in... Some Pokemon, like certain legendaries such as Regirock, are only obtainable at CPs too high to use in Great League, but... You might be able to get one through a trade where IVs roll low and the CP drops. I'm looking for a resource that I can use to identify which Pokemon are worth hunting for in this way. Before we answer Getsu Fractal's question, Fish, do you remember the good old days? Do you remember when we had legendaries in our weekly box reward? And people used to complain about that so much. (laughs) And now we get no legendaries. And people miss it. I miss it. That was a great way to get Pokemon like Cresselia, like Regirock at a CP where they can be used in the Great League. And now we just don't have that option anymore. Because correct me if I'm wrong, the when you raid for a Pokemon, it comes out at level 20. And when you used to get them from research rewards, they were at level 15. Is that right? You are very correct. No corrections needed. <laughs> Excellent. So um, I don't know of any resource that gives that information but i took a look through the great league rankings and just looked for whatever pokemon i could find that i felt needed that trading treatment to get the better ivs so what i found was cresselia is one that uh, you need to trade lucario is one that can hatch out of eggs and i believe it can just be under the 1500 CP level when it evolves if you get the IVs right, or you can trade for it and it's a little more of a safe bet. 
Zapdos is one that you can't get at Great League level from a raid, but if you do find someone who had one from research, that can be. It's not guaranteed, but you can get it at Great League IVs at that level. Suicune and Lugia are the other two. Lugia in particular is very, very difficult. (laughs) Um, I had to try I think six times to trade Lugias off of people before I finally got my great league level but I have one now DeFi. Congratulations I got one too it was a while ago but I remember I was at GoFest trying to trade people for a great league Lugia and it was tough like none of them worked. (laughs) So yeah Cresselia, Lucario, Zapdos, Suicune and Lugia in various ways They are Pokemon that you can try and trade for to get the Great League CPs, but are normally too high otherwise. All right, before we wrap up here, let's have that shameless plug segment. I can always plug that Safari Cup via Victory Road, that $1,000 prize tournament that is going to be on November 20th. And even if this airs and it's already happened november 20th has already come and gone you can re-watch it on twitch um they're just victory road capital v capital r on twitch and that is where i'm going to be shoutcasting with speediest chief and king iv so if you want to watch that and check out my shoutcasting that's a good opportunity to do it and i just feel so unimportant by comparison <laughs> but i've got things to plug to um I will be, as I mentioned, streaming Go Battle Day on Saturday the 20th if this comes out before then. Unlikely, but it's there for you if you want. Uh, We've also got the second episode of The Ring will be happening on Sunday the 28th of November. That is a format that I'm super proud of, which is where two battlers take each other on in a best of five in the current Sylph Arena meta, and the winner stays on to take on a new challenger while the loser uh, goes back into the queue. Um, We have Josh in a box from my home state of South Australia. He won all three battles last time, so he returns this episode as the champ, and he'll be looking to continue his winning streak for as long as possible before finally being knocked off. We love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for Fish or myself, you can direct your feedback to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. In the show description, you can also click on more Fish or more DeFi to take you to our other projects, Twitch and Twitter and YouTube, and other ways to contact us and stay in touch. And we'll see you next time. All right, Fish and DeFi E, thank you so much very much for your wonderful pvp segment uh i'm excited to catch some pvp relevant community pokemon this december although i already have them kyle i think that's the problem we were just describing yeah it's like yeah i'm not gonna be excited to catch too many gibble i've already got two hundos just sitting there right now but you could also have three hundos yeah but like i don't need three hundos i'm just excited I'll take three hundos, but. but 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 also it's a great chance for you to catch up on the XL candy for Pokemon that you fell short of because if I recall, Kyle, you were like I have the worst uh, luck with XL candies. I just I always have thirty percent less than you, Chris. I don't know what's going on. Here's your chance. No, no, see that doesn't work because you're just going to catch them and you'll still have the thirty percent more. Yeah, but 
anyways, I, I did comment that. Machop and Fletchling. I am yeah. looking for XL candy for those two in particular. But Garchomp, you and I did the same, right? It was yeah, it was very close. I still yeah. have not transferred all of them. I have a bunch that I traded for that I'm going to transfer on Sunday. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 Um, all right. So let's get into the last section of the show. Uh well, besides goals, of course. And it goes to the tune of emails and one voicemail <gasps> yep we're going to play a voicemail this one is from Devonte. voicemail gang baby yeah hey chris and kyle it's your boy Devonte johnson aka trainer Devonte tatted um, i'm sitting here getting ready to roll out for work so i thought i would give you guys just a quick call and leave a voicemail uh, I'll try not to drag on and ramble too long, as I have been known to do. Uh, first off, I, I love the answers about which truck or Pokemon you would have as your companion, especially That's the Machamp, right. as someone who has been broke down on the side of the road plenty of times. It is no quick feat to get roadside service out to you to help you. So having a Machamp to come out and tow me to the nearest service station would be absolutely incredible. Nailed it. Um, I had a question for you guys, uh, and please forgive me if this has happened before, maybe before I started playing, but do you think that Pokemon Go will ever get any more factions added to the game, such as maybe rival trainers or other uh, villainous groups? I know that the core games had quite a few, Maybe I'm just trying to bridge a gap way too far, but I think it would be pretty neat if, you know, you go to a poke stop, you spin it, and normally how there's like a rocket grunt there, maybe there would be a rival trainer. The first time you run into this trainer, you know, it's just some random trainer trying to show you what they've got. And then maybe down the line, you spin another poke stop randomly, you run into that trainer again. Mm. now they've got stronger Pokemon and your rival level goes up. And then let's just say down the line, you run into them again at another Pokestop and they have these super strong legendary Pokemon that if you beat them, you get a random one. And it's not going to be like some of those uh, leader battles where it's like they'll throw out a Caterpie and then two strong Pokemon and then you beat them, and then you get, like, the Shadow Caterpie. No, this trainer <laughs> will sick, have though. three pseudo-legendary or legendary or three worthwhile Pokemon, and it would build the excitement of, ooh, I wonder which one I'm going to get. Maybe I'm just thinking way too far, but I think that everybody's been hardwired to just expect the Rocket Grunts with Shadow Pokemon, and then you get the rocket radar and then you could randomly run into one of the three leaders and then possibly giovanni down the line but i think it would be cool if they were to put in more villain factions and maybe even hero factions down the line what do you think hmm that's a great question um we haven't really necessarily talked about it before we have talked about how it'd be kind of cool if we saw like team magma and team aqua for some events and stuff like that uh you know especially if it would fit a certain thing i think i made an argument a while ago about how team aqua sh- uh, there should be a team magma team aqua event in the summer 
where team a team aqua event is actually the water festival right because their actions bring more water pokemon around and then the same thing for something that's fire-based i don't is there a fire-based there has to be right i mean th- we haven't really had like a fire event in the same way the water festival was a thing but, but you could make one yeah like you, water told, festival you could pretty easily 100%. yeah maybe release uh slugma shiny finally at that time but, oh you know, yeah whatever oh yeah it, <laughs> anyway team magma had a lot of slugma so that would work out they did they had a lot of slugmas a lot of camera ups yeah camera up baby i don't know what do you think kyle well i think that we had for the canto tour the whole trainer battles thing that they implemented and i'm really waiting for them to like implement that into the game as a regular thing and not just an event i don't think they'll ever tie it to legendaries as a reward just because it's it that's too rewarding but i'm all for it to be new content mm-hmm. and it just they need to bring other enemy teams into the game you can't deny that Team Rocket is is the one. You know, it's it's Team Rocket. It's been everywhere. It's in everything. But there's at least two more teams from two different generations, I think, that are worthy of being part of the Go mythos. Team Aqua, Team Magma, I'm counting as one because they're a given. Like, oh, it seems almost everybody knows them and they're on a very similar tier to Rocket. And also, you can tie them perfectly with an event to release Primal Groudon and Primal Kyogre. Come on. We're waiting. Yeah, it's, it is it is overdue. It's wildly overdue. It just, it, it would work perfectly. Just reshape the surface of the game for that event because it should be that big. Yep. Yep. And I, and I think Team, I believe it's Galaxy. Is that Gen 5? Team Galactic. Team Galactic from Gen 5 was like the team with the biggest most grandiose plan and kind of the biggest most over the top kind of thing going on and that would be really yeah. cool to translate into go they definitely did have the the biggest uh the biggest plan for sure i uh, think it should happen at some point i think it should happen too the thing is though is that they had to team team rocket is not team rocket and go it's team go rocket they had to give it a different name so it'd be interesting to see, like, you know, visit Team Go Aqua and Team Go Magma too. Yeah. Mm. But on the same note, they did already put in the the clothes for Team Aqua and Team Magma. So it's not like they can't use that kind of. Yeah, like the likeness and stuff. Likenesses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fair enough. And we're being corrected at the moment. Team Galactic is Gen 4. So thanks, DeFi. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be playing through that tomorrow. Yes. Very excited. Very excited um cool well thank you very much for the voicemail Devante. thank you very much appreciate it again if you want to leave us a voicemail you can to 262-586-7717 i'll remind you again at the end of the show uh, but we also have some emails this first one is from arthur citing episode 168 the festival is lit at 39 minutes and 40 seconds what's up krile Artemis Dragon here, and I'm sort of a new listener who actually picked up a show during the pandemic. Shout out to the BTW, the Beginner to Winner podcast, who opened me up to the World of Pokemon Go podcast. These shows are the perfect way to really make the game more fun, which is why I shamelessly went back and checked out all of your past shows. Oh, no. <laughs> Side note, stop making those faces. We can't. We can't. Uh. <laughs> anyway, on to Dedene. Hey, and if it should be a fairy type. Short answer, heck yeah. 
And the reason why I say this is because there still aren't enough fairies in the Pokeverse since there's still a fairly new typing. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that was written to be a joke, but I made it one. We should we should do we should be a comedic duo. I think this is working out. Yeah. Do I agree with it being another Pikachu clone? Absolutely not. I didn't need it to be a Pika Yellow 2.0, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's all I have to say about Deden A. But I'd like to close this out by asking you two a question. Which one to three Pokemon would you love to see evolve? It can be a split evolution or a brand new evolution. My three choices would be a Drapion, or would be Drapion as a dark bug type named Drap Draparak. Draparak, yeah. A split with Champlain that becomes Fighting Fairy, known as Malay, and Jinx evolves into an ice ghost type named Jinkies. That's the end of the email from Arthur. So, one to three Pokemon, Kyle, evolutions you'd like to see? It's a tough one. I, I like the idea of Jinx evolving. Jinx deserves an evolution. Definitely does. Dunsparce is definitely one of the three. Dunsparce. I want to see it evolve, but I want to see I want to see it like become the sandworm from Dune or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, like a Magikarp to Gyarados. Type. Yeah, yeah. It becomes just yeah. like an absolute monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that'd be great. I'd also be really for an evolution for Snorlax. <sighs> I think Snorlax deserves an evolution. It's gotta be like a a grand departure from it, though. Yeah, yeah. It's no, it, it's 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 uh, it's gotta be like Bufflax or something. It's like uh, yeah, no. Like, I want it, I want it to be um, like uh, oh my gosh, Fat Gum. Yes, from exactly. My Hero Academia. Fat yes, he he. You have to give him a specific held item, and then he has to like you know take a whole bunch of damage or deal a bunch of damage, and then he evolves and he's shed all of the extra weight, and he's actually just like mega buff like <laughs> like gigantamax machamp levels of buff yeah his the his flesh was actually just a cocoon that he was sleeping in so yeah much. and it's and i think it, it's a great idea because you can uh completely flip his stats so he's much mm -hmm. higher attack and less bulk overall but uh that way you don't negate snorlax as being a useful pokemon if you want to rather have the the bulk yeah absolutely i agree that's my answer. I'm not going with three. That's I'm sticking with the two. Okay, I'm going to give you just one. All right? Okay. I want there to be a split evolution in the Caterpie line. <laughs> I want an ability to have Caterpie evolve to Metapod, and then Metapod can choose to evolve to Butterfree, or it can choose to be a Metapod, but with legs. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I want it to just be like, ah, nah, never mind, and kind of like give up and just like make legs out of its shell and just like stand up. And then I can know like headbutt, take down a bunch of tackle related moves, but it has a really high defense and these legs make it really fast as well now. Like, it, oh, it should gain an ability it. that increases the damage of moves that make like physical contact or it, something yes. to make headbutt like crazy strong. <laughs> yes. And it doesn't open its mouth because it doesn't have one because it's in a cocoon, but it just constantly makes a screaming sound. I just feel like it should also know a bite move then, just because. Just because people are like, where's the mouth? And, you know, <laughs> and it's actually just because it, it can still blink. It just butterfly kisses people so hard uh, that it causes damage. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Thank you very much for the email, Arthur. That was great. Next email is from Devante. And they said, howdy. Hope all is well. Late birthday wishes for Chris and your sister. Thank you. Hope both of you had excellent days. 
I'm going to keep my goal simple. I just got to rank 38 and would love to make it to rank 40 by the end of the year. Oh, I put this in the wrong section. My apologies, Devontae, but we're still going to read it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes. These are these are goals that we had for the end of the year. Moving forward, my 2022 goal is to make it to level 50, partake in as many events as possible, and continue to make new friends and enjoy the game. As somebody who works 70 plus hours a week overnights, six nights a week with rotating nights off, I will keep my goals as simple and as doable as possible. Shiny setup and shiny vibes all. I love That's, shiny setup. Shiny setup is good. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good. That, that that reminds me when we asked people for their best Pokemon. Um, oh, I can't remember. Not metaphors, but... Uh, memory? Not memory. No, like phrases with Pokemon instead of oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, like, like turns of phrases. Yeah, they turns were... of phrases. I can't... There's a term for it, and that wasn't it, uh, but... Yeah. Once in a blue-eyed Lunatone. I still think about that one every once in a while. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for the email, Devante. Uh, and hey, congrats on your goals. That's awesome. And I hope that you make it to level 50 next year as well. I'm also hoping for that, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. All right. This next one's from Chris. Dear Chris and Kyle, how are you? Doing great. Hope you're both well. Thought I'd share a little tidbit. So with the latest Sinnoh event, I was taking advantage of the half distance and opened gifts for my GoCast pals. Cough, cough, hint, hint to you too. Ooh, ooh, it's a little late. Uh. From other side of the proverbial pond, I go about my day working and open it up and go through my stash. And what do I find but a shiny mime oh, junior? Man. What? I don't know which GoCast member is in London, but thank you to whomever it is. If on the next episode, you can tell me so I can name it after that person. My chances of getting shinies are bottom of the barrel low, so I'm always delighted. So if this was you and you remember this for some reason, reach out, reach out to Crest or just tell us and we'll reach out to Crest for you. Anyways, thank you for having me be part of your community. I don't get a chance to enjoy Discord because I'm super busy work wise, but y'all are a delightful bunch. But we think you're great too, Crest. So thank you very much. Question for you, in terms of all the Pokemon games, do all the avatars have actual names? I only ever got the chance to play Red. I renamed my guy to Tristan, I think. But, like, there's been so many iterations. They all are various versions of the same avatar. Anyways, do you have any faves, style-wise, or any specific reason why? Okay. Shiny and Hundo vibes to you both. Cheers. Cress. So... Uh, to answer the question, yes, each of the characters in the main series games have specific names, like Lucas and Dawn do from Sinnoh. Um, the main character in Red and Blue, is his name is Red, um, and <laughs> Gary is Blue. Now, while they do, this is... Oh. This is complicated. Pokemon lore is such that in the, the anime is a different storyline, and uh, yeah. the manga is kind of a different storyline, but it's technically the same characters as the characters that are in the main series games as well. Red and Blue are really confusing for a lot of people because they think that you are Ash going through your journey, and you're not. You're a different person named Red. Ash doesn't mm -hmm. exist in the main series games world. I mean, Gary doesn't actually either. No, no, he does not. He's he, a complete, he, blue he's is blue. a completely different character from Gary that just also happens to be the same body, basically. But like, but like, if you looked at blue and you said, that's Gary, I wouldn't be like, no, I wouldn't say you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, you idiot. That's not <laughs> Gary. That's blue. They're technically the same character, but in different media, they're different characters. Yeah. Yeah. But after 
after like Gen 2, they really nailed the character names and like clarity for that. Gen 2 has obviously got a little bit of the confusion because the antagonist's your rival's name is Silver in in both gens, right? They don't they don't change the name in the technical. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's in his gold. Name. No. I don't remember the the protagonist's name for Gen 2, but from Gen 3 onwards each character has a specific name and those characters even show up in the anime to interact with Ash. Dawn is a big one. May Dawn. Yeah. Uh, May, May was huge for that generation too. Brandon is the male uh, version. Mm -hmm. So if you'd like to learn their names and learn more about them, we, I mean, I'm sure Kyle would be the first one to uh, recommend that you play Pokemon. Um, masters yeah you'll know more pokemon player name or pokemon character names than you will pokemon names playing that game yep but they do a really good job of showcasing each of them and giving them their voice lines and all that sort of stuff so that's a cool way to learn more about them man the spoken lines for red in that game they're just perfect (laughs) it's sarcasm red doesn't speak yeah that that was my red impression that wasn't me judging your your answer okay okay (laughs) Um, but anyway, do you have a favorite uh, main character avatar from any of the games? And then we can move on. Uh, I don't really think so. I never really saw myself as playing through as one of the characters. So of everything that of all the media that has been released since then, Red is by far the most entertaining, in my opinion. Red is great because you can make all the jokes about him not saying anything yeah but also he's just like a beast yeah like everywhere he shows up he just like bodies people and then he walks away yeah people are scared of him yeah people are scared of him like they took the knowledge of knowing that if you were smart when you played through red versus blue or red versus blue red and blue version that you would demolish them and so when red is introduced in other games he is that guy Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I would probably say red, red is a good answer. But if I had to choose something different because you already chose red, I, I really like Brandon. I think he's a, a cool character. Like, you know, he's what the only one that actually has a dad that you actually get to meet. Yes, I, I, he's like the only dad in the the poke, the Pokeverse. <laughs> yeah, pretty much exactly that. But anyway, Chris, thank you so much for your email. We really appreciate it. Next email is from Davis. And they said, hey, Chris and Kyle, my name is Davis. I'm using my mom's email. I might be the youngest person listening to your podcast. This morning, I went to McDonald's in the drive-thru. The car in front had a Pokemon sticker, and you could see Pokemon Go up on his phone. Yeah. Now, that's a real Pokemon Go fan. I have a few questions, if you don't mind. What is your favorite Pokemon? And what should I name my first shadow Pokemon that's a Ralts? And should I purify it? Thanks, Davis. All right. Uh, I'll go first. Because my favorite Pokemon is Gengar. Big, big Gengar fan. Big Ghost fan. So that one's a, an easy answer for me. My favorite Pokemon is Cyndaquil. But my favorite type is Bug type. I'm confusing. <laughs> yeah, but like your second favorite is Caesar, So it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What should I name my first shadow Pokemon? It's a Ralts, though. Oh, don't. You, you can't ask me. I am actually the worst at naming things ever. So I, I give terrible advice for that one. I mean, so Ralts is like a, a very cerebral Pokemon, right? Because it's psychic and fairy. So you can make some some fun jokes about like, you know, headache or migraine or something like that it would be kind of interesting. Or, you know, 
gray matter because the brain i i don't know uh, kyle's right we're off with this yeah uh, i mean it, and it also <laughs> depends whether it's male or female what, what you're going to evolve it into that kind of stuff too right or if you're going to but yeah. but for the purify question that's kind of a personal choice uh, if you intend to use it for pvp or anything else other than just having it probably recommend not doing that because the shadow bonus is 20 percent more damage right yep um so you lose that for pure when you purify it yeah i don't know it's kind of up to you there really is no right or wrong answer to be super honest with you man not at all but thank you for your email davis appreciate it and you might be the youngest person listening to this podcast but we've had some great emails from other young listeners as well so thank you for joining the ranks of some of our favorite emails we really appreciate it this last email this is a long show this last email is from kelvin hey guys how's it going So I've been at my new job about a month and a half. I've only really gotten to know one of the guys, and I think we are getting on really well. But I've yet to drop the news about playing Pokemon. What do you guys think is a good time to confess my sins? (laughs) My squad had a really good D&D session on Sunday night last week, despite the fact my DM lured me into trying to steal Agatha the Banshee's belongings, which resulted in me being cursed. And I really wanted to talk to him about it, but I don't think he'd understand it. I have, however, told him about my love for Doctor Who, so maybe he's getting geeky vibes already, so it shouldn't come as a shock. Okay, well, to pause right there, I feel like, you know, if they're really your friends and you're like, I like Pokemon, then it should neither make nor break the relationship, regardless of their interest. Yeah, I I have a policy. I have absolutely no shame in any of the things that I'm actually interested in. Mm -hmm. I'll tell people day one of meeting them, that I play Pokemon Go on a daily basis. And they're like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, okay. And then we just move on. And they're like, why'd you bring that up? I'm like, it's part of my personality, okay? It's important. It's important. <laughs> See, I learned this in a bunch of other stuff about Kyle. I was like, hey, man, you ever done a podcast before? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, amazing. Um, in other news, me and my girlfriend are super excited about BDSB, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, coming out next week. Which starters are you guys going with? Probably Chimchar for me. Are you are you ready for a hot take? You're gonna go Torchwig? If I do end up picking it up, I will probably not use a starter. Oh yeah, that wasn't what I was expecting, but make that makes sense. But the question was which starter are you going to go with? I will probably take Chimchar. My man. But I will not be using it longer than necessary. Okay. I like that take. I think we are going Turtwig, but unfortunately, I think these are my least favorite starters. So they might not stay in my team for too long. Oh, there you ah, go. I hadn't even read ahead. Look at that. Yeah. There are no Johto starters, are there? It's been so. a- announced that if you played previous games, you get certain legendaries in the new one. And I absolutely love that. I just need to try and get her off Animal Crossing first. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that that patch was pretty sick, so. I understand. Finally, my go news for the week. I got two new shinies, Electrike and Blitzel. Mm. So I can't complain with that. Also, my Shadow Lugia was 15715. So definitely not the worst either. Now for the not so great part of my week. I may have had a few beers last weekend to gain the courage to spend some stardust on stuff I didn't really need to. I maxed up my Hundo Lopani for its mega. For some reason, it was it was to make DeFi happy. We're going to help you out with that one. Then my 96% shiny Gengar got the level 50 treatment too. Can't remember what else I did, but I know I spent 1.5 million Stardust in about two minutes. I've got about 
4.3 million left, but it hurts to look at now. Anyway, have a good one. Kelp drinks custard. Resident Mitch impersonator. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Hey, Electric and Blitzel. Those are great those Chinese. Are, those are great Chinese. I love yep. it. And 15.715 is not bad for Shadalukia at all. Nope. 1.5 million dust, though. That's that's pretty great. That is heart-wrenching. 100%. Well, thank you for the email. And if you, dear listener, would like to send us an email like these fine folks did, you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling 262-586-7717. Visit our website for all things GoCast at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, not our only, but the only active social media account we have at GoCast Podcast. Got a Facebook as well, but if you like it, you're liking a dead page. <laughs> <laughs> you can also help support the show monetarily via Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCast Podcast. And uh, basically, as little as $1 a month gets you access to our patron Discord, which is where all of the cool stuff happens and all these wonderful people you hear from pretty much every week. In addition to other people, of course, they're all in there. We're having a good time. But shout out in particular to our elite trainer tier patrons, Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zekwaker, Andrew, Robert, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin and Mimi, Sports, Thayer, Jason, Charles, Modders, and Devante. Thank you so very much for your increased and confident support and for keeping the digital lights on. But if monetary support is not in the cards for you, or you've already done that and you'd help, like to help support the show in another way, you can via a free method, which is leaving a review on any podcast site that you might be listening via or on or connected to that offers uh, review support. So not Spotify and not Google Podcasts, but Apple Podcasts for sure. All right, Kyle, we got one thing left to do, and that sets some goals. Don't forget, we got community day this weekend. It's Shinks. I'm going to see you. We're going to have fun. Yellow cats. Yep. Yellow cats. Yellow cats. Um, It's time for time for goals, huh? Time for goals, man. Shiny goals first. I'm not very excited about Shinks. Like overall, I'm going to say 20 shiny Shinks. Okay. Let's say 50 eggs hatched for this next week. 50 eggs? Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's basically committing to spending money. Why am I saying this? 300,000 experience. Okay. Finish my misunderstood mischief. I just have to do another rocket leader and then the boss, but those will happen back to back basically. Okay. Okay. For myself, I want to catch 30 shinies. 1 million experience. I've got two bests that are lined up. So ah, that'll be okay. an easy little uh, kickstart for that. 500,000 Stardust, 50 eggs, and walk 25 kilometers in my uh, Adventure Sync summary next week. Whew. Okay, that was a show. Boy, oh boy, that was a long one. So thank you so much for listening all the way through, everybody. And if you were joining us live on Twitch today, wow, so many people with us tonight. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you as well. And thank you for staying through the entire show. Uh, we'll see you next week for episode 170. <laughs> man, we're getting oh, really close. 170, 175 is going to be sick. 200 is going to be insane. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, we'll see you next week. So thanks so much for stopping by. Bye bye. Bye.